Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to House of Cards. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And it is Wednesday, June 22nd in the year 2022. Patriots, we're in a very interesting time. Lots of distractions going around because essentially the entire economic global system is in the process of collapsing. And with that, we're suffering through an awakening, a slow arrival of an awakening on a progressive left that's slowly having to face the fact that their ideals and dreams and all their idol worship is collapsing with it. And so we're going to be in for a bit of a bumpy ride. And we'll talk a lot about that through tonight and also reminding everybody to make sure that you're prepping and getting food in order, growing food. It's important. Patriots, before we begin tonight, make sure you are taking care of your sleep and your health, both. There's two product lines we offer constantly for those two things. One, obviously, is MyPillow.com. And it's no joke. MyPillow products are amazing. They literally do make a huge difference in your life and the way you sleep, and sleep is critical. And the more that we have coming at us, the less sleep you're going to have, so you have to maximize it. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, and you can use your Bards code to take advantage of huge savings on great things, including a flash sale right now that's on the MyPillow Classic 1988 and many other great products. The sheets are incredible. The, the Giza cotton sheets, there's, they're set up right now as buy one, get one free. And many, many more products. I can't stress them enough. I was, I am a true believer in my pillow products. They do make a difference, and they do ensure you get a quality sleep. And right now, we're going to be getting a lot less sleep. We also have Expedition Coffee. Expedition Coffee is a foundational coffee. It's intended to get you going in the morning, give you that boost of energy you need, a clear health, clear your mindset all day long, and boost your immune system. And it works together with the whole ecosystem with the products. Gut Health Triad, which is, helps heal and seal your gut. Earth, which is a full body supplement. All these things are designed to work together to boost your health and make you stronger in this time. So sleep and health are critical. So take advantage of those. Those links are down below. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. That's where you get your great sleep stuff. And Expedition Coffee, which is X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. All right, one other thing before we get going tonight, actually two bits of business. Number one, uh, Bard's flags, Bard's FM flags are up for sale. And they're on the website, bardsfm.com. There's a link right at the top, right underneath the podcast segment in the Bard's FM site. That's bardsfm.com, and the Bard's flags are there. I'm really happy to hear the Patriots are super happy with them because they keep telling me they're great quality, and I, I'm glad to hear that because we work very hard to get good quality products there. They're all American-made, and they're American-printed. So that's good. So I think you'll enjoy them, and we're trying to get them set up so we can start staking claim to the earth with Bards FM. We actually have our first overseas Bards FM base camp, or outpost, actually. It's in Wales. 
Wales, in England, in the UK, has set up a Bards base camp with a Bards FM flag. And we'll get a picture and put that up. That'll be awesome. So, the other thing, tomorrow night we're going to have Seth Holhouse on. I interviewed him just a little bit ago before the show. What a great voice in the Patriot movement. If you don't follow Seth, man in America, you should. And I'm going to be on his show, I believe, next Tuesday. So, there's another thing. And then Friday night, we're going to have Mike Lindell on. So there's some good events for the day. Lots of things happening. Lots of good folks coming on, and it's great. And, of course, last night we had a great guest last night, Kash Patel. And the night before that, we had the Capital Punishment Team with Nick Searcy and Chris, which is awesome. All right. Patriots, right now, we, in spite of everything that's going on in the news, which is all distraction, the level of insanity that's raising up on the left is is going overboard, which shouldn't surprise anybody. But they're just they're on a full court press to try to make everybody snip their weenies and accept the transgender agenda and screw up kids. And in the meantime, we've got an entire implosion going on right now of the entire economy and critical points. This is the part, I will be honest with you, I've said this almost every night, and I'm going to continue to say it because it literally makes no sense to me. We don't have senior influencers across this nation in the political realm or even in the big, big, big accounts and patriot realm that are talking about the coming crisis that we're facing here. Now, maybe... Maybe in this whole equation that there's some little detail I've missed that's going to suddenly change the game and we're going to have the men in white that are going to arrive and save the moment. But here's some of the real facts that we're dealing with. We've had over 100 food processing plants spontaneously combust, which according to fact checkers on MSNBC, that has has no correlation. It's just an accident. (laughs) Okay. I'll just I'll just leave that one there for you, okay? We have diesel, which in this nation, because of the additives that diesel needs, the projection right now is as a nation, we are going to run out of diesel in eight weeks. That's the latest today. We're running out of DEF, which is the additive to diesel. So we are looking at massive supplies of things that move goods across the country are not going to be able to move because of fuels and additives. Gas prices are continuing to skyrocket. And if you listen to some of the nut jobs out here on the left, you're going to get some really interesting analysis on their beliefs of what can and can't be done. There's people out here right now that think that this is a good thing. I just need to stress that point. They believe that the process that we're in This economic recession is a necessary part of building equity, I guess we might say, or accountability in this system. They believe that the Green New Agenda requires that we need to somehow pay for the the carbon that we use. And so inflation is a necessary. Matter of fact, I'll read this to you. CNN analysts suggest inflation is needed to achieve Green Agenda. This was on... Zero Hedge on Tuesday, June 21st. 
It says CNN economic, economic analyst Rana Forahor, Foruhar, Foruhar. That's a name. I can't even say it right. So Rana, you have a weird last name. I can't say it. Whatever. Follows the bizarre line of thinking, like her last name, in an interview with Ezra Klein on the Ezra Klein show, suggesting that inflation is needed in order to pave the way for a carbon credit-based economy. Oh, get ready for this logic. Here you go. This is something, this is her speaking now. Read her quote. This is something that I think, unfortunately, no politician, particularly the Democrats right now in advance of midterms or presidential election want to land on, which is some of the transitions to a kinder, gentler, I believe more stable and ultimately more resilient economy are going to be inflationary in the short to medium term. What's the cost of something if you actually have to pay a real price on carbon and then you have to tally in how much it costs to tote over tens of thousands of miles from South China seas? What's the cost if you have, if you have proper environmental and labor standards? This is a conversation happening right now. And once you start pricing all of those costs in and you start really thinking of the economy in a different way, uh, then yeah, it is certainly is inflationary. Well, how about this? How about if we stop importing crap from China that uses slave labor and uses the communist concentration camps like the Uyghurs to build stuff for Apple? That might be a good idea, right? Since Chinese labor seems to be offset with mandatory organ harvesting anyway. So that might be a good start there. But this whole game that we're talking about here, these people are logically putting in their mind, and these are the people in our government, and influencers around the government. This is the moral bankruptcy we have here in this nation, by the way. We honestly believe that inflation is a necessary part of an evil in order to get rid of the evilness of natural gas and oil so that we can get to a cleaner economy so that you can run your electric car on coal because that's ultimately what is happening. As a matter of fact, here's a great little perspective on EVs. Do you know why they're pushing for electric vehicles and trying to destroy the oil and gas industry? It's because they want you to have an electric vehicle so you can't drive out of your smart city. Plus the ability to shut it down remotely and to monitor and track and trace your movements to determine your carbon footprint. That's what going green really means. It's code for you being limited, monitored, tracked, and traced. Now what do you think they're going to do with a digital currency? But don't worry. We were told that the Great Reset is just an online conspiracy theory. Wrong. Yeah, we were. We're always told that. Everything that we do is a conspiracy theory until it becomes a fact. And that, that trajectory now is about like two days or something crazy like that. It's important to understand the concept of upstream and downstream. This is really important. When you're dealing with energy, there's basically two issues, upstream and downstream. I'm going to make it really really like basic but upstream is where you extract where the extraction is made when you're dealing with oil and gas upstream is extraction and it's transportation until it gets down to downstream where it's refined and delivered to the customer okay oil and gas does not use many digital processors now i'm not going to tell you sit here and tell you that oil and gas is all pristine in its history and some of the global politics it's been involved in but when you tie Oil and gas became a different industry when the dollar became the world's reserve currency and it was pegged to petroleum. That's an important principle to understand. 
And there's probably a good reason why oil and gas people begin to hire CIA people all through their ranks. But that's another rabbit hole we won't go into tonight. But here we are now, and we're dealing with a war on oil and gas in the claiming of the fact that it is a cleaner technology we're trying to get to. These retarded liberals that are pushing this green agenda, literally some of the dumbest people you will ever meet. And if you're a liberal out there listening, I'm telling you, you're an idiot. Just so I don't want to be misunderstood, I am calling you an idiot because you have no concept of how much petroleum is built into the economy in every aspect. When you talk about a zero footprint, low carbon footprint car, or you're getting your car, your EV, your electric vehicle is running on electricity, you aren't getting anywhere without oil and gas. End of story. That's just, that's it. You're not, your car's not going to be made. The plastics on the car come from petroleum. The tires on the car come from petroleum. The interior of the car is built from petroleum. Of course, you're going to get somebody where we're working on it. We're working on doing the, re- the recycling. Then keep working on it because there's a whole bunch of landfills out here. I'm sure that you can go take a shovel and pick at and start finding your plastics to recycle. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we aren't getting anywhere without oil and gas. So this idea of what they're doing, the war is really based on a war between big tech and oil and gas. And behind that, there's all these complicit players in the corporate realm that literally want to break the governance of this country down so that people become slaves to the corporate model. We know that one. But the bigger war right now is between oil and oil and gas versus big tech. Why? It all comes down to digital processors. You aren't, you only need, by comparison, you need a handful of digital processors to run the upstream to the downstream process in oil and gas. Yes, you've got digital controllers and refineries. Yes, you have digital controllers when they extract the oil and gas and when they transport it on the pipeline. But it is a physical commodity that's moving from A to B and ultimately down to the consumer. So the number of digital components are minimal in their overall model. In the other side, and yet that's a trillion dollar, multi-trillion dollar industry. Big tech has found a, a gold mine in the idea of selling you the nonsense that they can generate clean energy without oil and gas while they mine lithium in open pits and they go after coltan in the middle of Congo using children's slaves to get it. But let's not talk about that because it's not, it, it doesn't work within the narrative of clean. And it doesn't make our environmentalists feel good and all those people that have those environmental science degrees, yeah, well, I, <laughs> that was a waste of money. And especially if you got a master's and a, and a PhD, ouch. How much did that cost you that you had to pay back Uncle Sam for your loan? And by the way, I don't know what you're going to do with it after the earth falls apart anyway, because we're not going to need much environmental science if, according to you, we're all going to be dead in five years. Last time I checked, you can't eat your degree. It doesn't feed you. So the whole war that's being waged is big tech is trying to wipe out oil and gas because it wants to take dominance over energy production using digital controllers and making oil and gas subordinate to itself. That's your real war going on here. And it all roads always somehow magically seem to lead to Silicon Valley, which just happens to be the hub of all the new religions and all the hub of all the new satanic worship. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? What else does it offer? Just like that little clip we just listened to does, digital controllers ensure that you everything about your life turns into data. 
So when you are using renewable energy, you are a, exactly measured as far as what you do and what you and where you can get your energy. All your access is managed. It's all part of your data profile, which now makes it extremely easy to control you because if your social credit score declines, well, sorry, Mr. Jones, but you said something bad on Facebook about President Biden. And on top of it, you condemned the red flag laws for guns. So you are obviously a threat and a menace to society. So today we have to inform you that your social credit score has dropped. And with it, unfortunately, so does your universal basic income. It goes down. You're going to have to pay a higher tax on your fuel. And I'm sorry to tell you, but you're not going to get your normal fuel allotment for your car. That mean would be your charging point. And you're also not going to get your normal electricity for your house. I hope you don't mind eating cold tuna. See, this is the game that they're playing. All of this is integrated into getting people woven into a matrix that's uncontrollable. It's by us. It takes everything out of our control, right? But this is just one aspect of a global system that's falling apart. You've got the dollar that is starting to collapse, and the dollar is moving out, is collapsing faster than one group of elites' idea they didn't have the infrastructure built. You can see that. When Canada started to do the run on dollars, when they did the trucker convoy, it was a miraculous thing because what happened is they exposed how unprepared the deep state was for this citizens level action. The run on banks, they tried to shut down, but immediately we discovered that they had not yet even determined who was going to make the universal QR code. And it was after that event in Canada that they issued the the contract to Deutsche Telekom to develop the universal QR code, which would be central to all of the apps for the, this new CBDC and your quote COVID pass, which is nothing more than a monitoring pass for everything in your life. It is the step towards the chipping of all humanity. So we know that that they weren't ready. How do we know that? Because in the, the banks in Canada hadn't even finished their white paper yet on how they would develop the CB, CBDC. The U.S. has a CBDC, but it's not ready to deploy. It's getting there. It's probably or it's already in the works, and it's been in the works for some time. They just have been telling you they're developing it. They've already run the test. They're ready to roll it out at the right moment, but that isn't going to be deployable probably until after into 2023. And the dollar in the meantime across the world, as it starts to collapse, the ripple effects are severe. Sri Lanka is one of them. It starts to affect countries' functioning ability to buy simple goods that run the country, which is what? Petroleum and gas. This is it. I mean, you're, because what is the dollar? The dollar is a fiat currency pinned to the price of oil. So it is beneficial to have oil lower so that we take advantage of a deflated oil cost. If we go to domestic reserves, there is a reset that has to happen, but that's not part of their plan. They're trying to take domestic reserves away from everybody so that we become dependent like slaves upon their electric system, which is massively inferior to the demands and needs and the visions that they have. But again, if they roll this out, then the whole idea is to create a CBDC where they can roll the debt into people's lives, we carry more debt than we already do. They'll promise you the great build back better, but what they'll be doing is just paying it off to their cronies and you'll be lucky if you get a job. But if you do get a job, it'll be a pittance because they don't care. They've already broken you. The whole idea here is to break the economy. Governor Inslee in, in Washington, DC just announced that he was going to de 
commissioned the Snake River Dam, which means no electrical power anymore if they go through with this. The interesting part of Inslee's comments, though, and I'm still trying to work this through, is Inslee is saying that there's going to be, this is going to be a summer of fire and pain and all this other stuff, death. And it's odd because elites don't typically tell you the truth. So either he's trying to generate fear porn, but unfortunately, everything he's mapping out seems to be the direction we're going, or he knows something we don't. Like maybe they're going to die, which would be okay with me. Nonetheless, we have a we have a system on a global level that is falling apart, and it's going to affect the households. Again, I go back to the question that I started with: Why are not why are people in the elite circles not talking about this? It wouldn't take much to get people to start preparing. That puts it on us. And what's the worst possible outcome if all this blows over with no big deal and you've prepared? You means you've got extra food already bought. You don't have to worry. You don't have to shop for a while. That's what it means. In the midst of all of this, we're seeing this continued war on our children, which is unprecedented. And it truly is insane what we're seeing right now. We have Biden's health dude that is a gender flip himself itself. I don't even know what the thing is. The transgender face of Biden's woke administration is pushing for the surgical and chemical castration of children. You can't make this stuff up. The war on children is off the rails as they roll out a FDA-approved vaccine for six months old and above. The question, I again, I always ask these questions, and I hope you do too. Why has it become so critical to go after the children? I come up with two answers every time. One, which is pretty evident, the elites are a bit on their heels. They're getting hammered by an awakening of the public, and so the only way to ensure that they can, and they believe, I think, that we will ultimately be controlled or wiped out, but the only way they can ensure a future on one level is to damage the children permanently getting them confused with gender issues, introducing CRT, critical race theory, then following that up with queer theory. I can't even believe I say those words as part of the academic curriculum in this nation. But seriously, this is the core of our teaching. By the way, if you're a teacher and you're still there in the teaching institutions pushing this crap, there is going to be a trolley that's loading up soon. It's going to take you right to the lake of fire, and you deserve every bit of it when you get there. Man, this is insane. The damage they are trying to do to our kids is unprecedented. And so you, the other issue that I come to, which is a default, I'm not a default, but it's a, it's a conclusion, is obviously the children pose a threat to them because they're going at them full force. What would that threat potentially be? Well, I would argue that, and I think we can see it in the youth that are not infected with this garbage that they're trying to put in them. We're seeing a very awakened youth start to rise up. I think that's probably God's gift to the world, but they're going on a full course assault on the children to try to prevent this awakened group and the continued awakening over generations because they know their time is up. There's no stopping this. This literally is when the picture becomes clearly biblical. You're like, oh, here we go again. Satan knows he cannot stop the clock. He can only buy time. And God's coming. And this is wrathful with God's coming. 
So I say that to put a lot of this in context because wrath isn't just focused on Satan. If you're one of those fools that's putting your children through this, not taking them out of school, not protecting them and nurturing them at home and exposing them and willfully giving them this injection, wrath will arrive at your doorstep. It isn't even a question. It's coming. So wake up. Our kids need protection. Be a parent. Now, I'm not a parent, but I am somebody's child. I'm not interested in telling you how to parent, but I feel like there's a parent out there that needs to hear this. Protect your damn kids. Crazy world we're living in where parents are just exposing their children to exploitative and inappropriate things. And then when they get called out, they say, well, they consented, they're having fun, they're happy, they're smiling. A child will smile if you give them cocaine. Protect your damn kids. Stop assuming the world has your child's best interests at heart. They don't. Crazies aren't hiding in the shadows anymore. They're sitting waiting in plain sight for your no boundary having confused curious child. This whole thing now of trust a child's judgment. Like on what planet? Like have you ever watched a small child? Their whole goal is to put themselves in weird life-threatening situations just to see what happens. If you don't raise that baby, the world will and that's the worst case scenario. That's all I'm saying. We need to stop all of this influence is trying to push people towards this vax. Our economic issue is one massive thing, and it's coming. But look, I'm going to just play this. This is two minutes and 19 seconds. It's going to speak for itself, and I'm just going to let the, the voice of this speak for itself so I don't have to say anything except I'm sure I will afterwards. Here we go. Remember, you know, we took care of a lot of people, including, I guess, on December 21st, we took care of Joe Biden because he got his shot. He got his vaccine. He forgot it shows you how unpainful that vaccine shot is. So everybody go get your shot. It works incredibly well, 95%, maybe even more than that. It works incredibly well. And I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it. And a lot of those people voted for me, frankly. But, you know, I, again, we have our freedoms and we have to uh, live by that. And I agree with that also. But it's a great vaccine, it's a safe vaccine, and it's uh, something that works. I recommend you take it, but I also believe in your freedoms 100%. When you have the vaccine, people that do, and it's a very small number, relatively, but people that do get it get better much quicker. And it's a very important thing to know. Uh, they don't get nearly as sick, and they get, it, they get better. Lindsey Graham's an example. He said, if I didn't have this vaccine, yes. I would have died. And you know what? I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. Bree, you got to do what you have to do. But I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got, no, that's okay. That's all right. You got your freedoms. But I happen to take the vaccine. The vaccines do work, and they are effective. And here is my... My thing. I, so I am, I am, uh, I think I saved many, I don't think, I know, I saved millions and millions of lives throughout the world. We could have had another Spanish flu. We could have had, you know, in 1917, close to 100 million people died, they say. But it was really bad. And now other countries are using our vaccines and, uh, you know, tremendous, they're tremendously successful. You're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates, but take credit because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you. Okay, so the president made news. Do you agree with that? Right? Both the president and I are vaxxed, and uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it too. 
Okay, so... Um, oh, don't, 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 don't. We have to stop this sort of garbage. I don't care who says it. Unfortunately, President Trump has an enormous amount of influence. And again, if you, we need everything we can to get to him, just like Tom Wren said the other day, to get him to understand what has happened here. I'm not, not going to make assumptions about what the motive is. What I know is the outcome is wrong. People are dying. And it's real. So when can I start asking questions without getting in trouble? I've had four friends in the last year and a half, all healthy, 22 to 51, all die of heart attacks. Every single one of them was vaccinated. Ferguson for the Baltimore Ravens, linebacker, 26, just died. No cause of death given, but no foul play expected. 25-year-old Swanigan of the NBA dies. Natural causes was reported. I don't know what natural causes is for a 25-year-old athlete. You have the New York Post reporting a concern and scare to doctors of women under 40 dying from blood clots. Massive increase in heart conditions and myocarditis. We've seen athletes around the world dropping with heart conditions, in many cases dying. We've seen a massive increase in cancers and tumors and a reported massive jump in deaths of service members reported by the military. We've seen sudden adult death syndrome. We have this this huge convergence of all of these new conditions all at one time. And we're not supposed to question or draw any correlations at all. Just accept it. That's just it. We're in a place now that if you speak up, I mean, if I'm anywhere near the, the Q or Magna movement, and I play that with Trump, it's suddenly that I'm now a Trump hater. I'm a never Trumper. You know, there has to start being some reasonable discussions about some of this stuff. Because facts are facts. People are dying. And we as a, as a humanity have been under the subject of a war and we've had no advocates. Fortunately, enough voices in, in, in the alternate media have kept things going and elevated enough knowledge that we've, I think there's a chunk of humanity that is really going to survive this quite well. But just like this, where we're getting false information and people telling you you need to take a vax, it's going to kill you. At the same time, we're not having anybody saying to people, prepare, get food aside, start growing a garden. And oh, by the way, be ready because there's not enough. We're not going to be having the diesel to move things around. And you probably aren't going to get the regular food at the market. And oh, yeah, that's right. The dollar's collapsing. These aren't made up things. And yet what we see in the senior levels of influence is nobody seems to want to touch these can grenades. That's where I get back to this whole principle of the vote. And I ask a lot of hard questions on the vote. Take a listen to this. Now, many of those senators are from America's most conservative states, Indiana, Utah, Louisiana, West Virginia. What were the numbers in the last election in those states? In fact, every one of those states, except for the state of Maine, went for Donald Trump in 2020. You're seeing the color-coded maps of election results in those states on your screen right now. Some of them are entirely red. So again, if you care about democracy, you have to ask, how many of those voters went to the polls in the last election hoping, above all, to elect leaders who support gun confiscation of law-abiding Americans, red flag laws? Not very many. So what we're seeing here, to be clear, is a subversion of democracy. You get to vote for whomever you want in this country. It can be a Republican or a Democrat, a liberal, a conservative. But in the end, you're going to get the very same thing every time. You're going to get a weaker U.S. dollar. You're going to get more pointless foreign wars. 
and you're going to get a lower standard of living for the middle class. In America, as in Western Europe, there's only one flavor of politics allowed, and that is corporate politics, just as there's only one flavor of media allowed, which is corporate media. And those two forces work together toward the same goal. More power for them, less power for you. Fewer families, more dollar stores. Less choice, more coercion. Less diversity, more sameness. Sound familiar? That's the Chinese model. But for Mitch McConnell, whose family, like so many families in Washington, has become rich from its ties to the Chinese government, it seems normal. But it's not normal. This level of disconnection from what voters actually want is dangerous and it's destabilizing. Self-government is what keeps countries calm and stable. Democracy is a pressure relief valve. Don't storm the Bastille, vote. If you take that away, or if you strip it of its meaning, people become angry and frustrated. And over time, they become revolutionary. And everyone in Washington knows this. So no wonder they want to disarm you. You can't have guns because they no longer trust you. And they no longer trust you because they know they've betrayed you. This is how democracy dies, not in darkness, but in plain sight, live on C-SPAN. There you go. I think Tucker's been listening to my show. Hey, Tucker, come on on. We want to have you on the show. You're starting to talk like a real patriot now. That's good. That's the bottom line. We understand that there's a collapse going on all around us. The house of cards is tumbling down. And it's right before us. They are fearful. Red flag laws are being set up, and Joe Biden already said it the other day, that there's going to be another pandemic. They're gearing up to have pandemic number two. Ensley saying this is going to be a summer of death. This isn't a summer of death because of climate change. This is a summer of death because so many people took the shot, and it's now starting to catch up with them. And then there's going to be just the whole issues of food and other things that are going to leave people. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong on this. But the way we are going, we are going to witness real famine in this nation. We're going to understand the word famine and starvation. It is so important that everything that we do right now going forward is to get people to wake up. Look, if a family can afford to buy a 30-day packet of food for the emergency food, or if they can afford to get 90 days, the better. Every little thing that they can do can help. If we can help others do the same, if we find people that are willing and able or willing and motivated to and don't have the money, let's help. Because every little drop that we do to offset this slide is important to keep stability because it's not coming from leadership. This is the problem. Leadership isn't guiding us into a place. Do you know the difference between Patriot Gardens and Victory Gardens? I'll tell you the difference. There's a lot of people, fortunately, that have been starting gardens. But when this was coming as a crisis in World War II, the government was printing out pamphlets. They were giving education form, forums, how to grow a garden, how to grow food, how to, make, how to get going in the, in the aspect of taking care of yourself. Yes, the government was doing that. Today, our government is mum. They're trying to hide and package food into their underground bunkers. That's documented. They're getting ready for the entire collapse because their idea is we need to run for the hills because we've raped and screwed every person in this nation beyond belief. And, oh, by the way, oh, damn, we backed a shot that's now going to kill off probably 40% of the population. They might be a little upset. No shit. People are getting pissed. And they need to get pissed 
because our government has betrayed us at the core of everything. They are no more a representative of us any more than the CCP, any more than the central bankers, any more than anyone else. We the people own this country. And it's infuriating to me. I don't care who you are. And I'm going to say this because if this thing continues to unwind, if, they, if there's anybody out there in the influence space that is not speaking about food and not speaking about the importance of setting up, I hope you face judgment by the people. I don't care who you are because it is a responsibility to speak truth. And sometimes we speak truth and sometimes we're not always right. I've said all along, I cannot ensure the future. But every bit of data that I'm seeing, and I've looked at this deeply, is that we are heading into a massive crisis as a nation. And for, unfortunately, we are woefully unprepared because leadership is not guiding people to do the right thing. And instead, we're going to talk about an election in the fall as if everything's going to be okay. Dominion systems aren't corrected. The algorithms aren't corrected. The vote hasn't changed. The voter rolls haven't been cleaned. And yet somehow we're going to have a red wave. Nothing has changed in terms of the influencers in D.C. The lobbyists are still active. Corporate money still pouring in to control Congress. You still have all the tricks and, and gerrymandering stuff that they do, including the tricks to keep people blackmailed into doing what they need to do. We have a moral bankruptcy in our political institutions that's shared by the corporate institutions, that's shared by our educational institutions, that has a big part of it as well in our religious institutions because everybody is about what? The money. This isn't about money, and this is why this house of cards needs to come crashing down hard, brutally. And what comes out of that? From the ashes rises the phoenix, God's children. Patriots, our role is significant. It is huge. Do not listen to this rhetoric. Do not bend. Do not bow. Do not give in to any of these damn tyrants. Because right now, they are going to squeeze as much as they can because they know they are wrong. They know that they are criminals and they have all taken advantage of the criminality of the system to benefit themselves. And when they don't speak truth into crisis, you know very well that they're looking forward to the crisis so they can create the crisis and then offer you a solution that will benefit them again. Not this time. Not this time. Red flag laws are being set up specifically to try to confiscate guns by having neighbor of turn on neighbor. Not this time. Right now we are at war and it is an open war against our rights and our freedoms as a nation. It's been here all along. It is now fully in the open. Do not bend. Do not give in to this. And remember, our founding fathers knew this would happen. Because not only... Did they give us the right? They gave us the duty, the duty as citizens of this nation to overthrow tyranny. We're there. Action always begins local. Local feeds to more local. Local becomes regional. Regional takes and topples national. The fires have been lit. They want to cross that line. They have been killing people. They are trying to starve people, and they're trying to take away your first line of defense in your home. It's time people wake up. It's not a game. It never has been a game, and it's getting very deadly serious. I don't know even anymore who we can trust in the political space because if you're not going to speak truth to power, I can't trust you. 
but we do know that there's solid voices out here in the Patriots in the Patriot space. And those voices need to be supported and encouraged to continue forward. For those that are going to cling on to the worship of a letter or a worship of a president, you need to step down and you need to start reflecting deeply on what this what you're fighting for. This isn't about fighting for a person. It's never been about fighting for a person. Theodore Roosevelt, to announce that there must be no criticism of the president or that we are to stand by the president, right or wrong, is not only unpatriotic or servile, but is morally treasonable to the American public. Our obligation is always and should always be to truth, to that which ensures that the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence will continue to be the founding documents of this nation for generations yet unborn. And sometimes truth hurts, and sometimes it sucks, and sometimes it's just painful to hear. But we don't need to be painting false narratives. We don't need to be painting stories to try to justify things. Face the truth, demand the answers, get to the truth, and keep moving. And that means everybody in the political space needs to be held accountable for what they are saying or not saying when it comes to the crises that they're part of on a national level. It's that simple. The house of cards is tumbling. The elites are at war with themselves, and we are literally on the outside of this. And that means we have to not only fend for ourselves, but we have to start being prepared to rebuild this nation from bottom up because they're not doing it. And unless they get a kickback on it, they're not interested. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've come together. Very humbled by all that you've given us in terms of eyes to see. Father, you have taken us to a place now where we truly can see the depths of this evil that have rotted this nation, the selfish consumption of me and profit and money at the expense of the will of the people. Mark 4.22, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. Thank you, Father, for you have given us this great gift. You have given us the insight to all things, and the farther we go down this path, the farther we go down this walk, the more clear the world becomes. We have lived in the devil's den. So, Father, tonight we pray for the strength of Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. You have given us that authority. We pray now for the ability to proclaim it in each of our lives and each of our communities. Guide us in these times, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. An important time to be loud and be heard. This is it. This is time to be loud, to be heard, to get people to understand. This isn't time to do the soft red pill. Sometimes you're going to have to slam dunk it. Because people need to hear the truth, whether they like it or not. The clock is ticking. We don't know what that timeline is, but just to quote General Flynn, we're not at the 11th hour. We're in the last few seconds of Western society, and here we are. So what's it worth to you? How much, how important is it? Get a garden growing if you don't have it. Get stocked up on some food. Talk to your neighbors. Get Bibles in hand. Start 
getting that part of your life solid if you aren't already there. For all of you that are there, then our mission then is to start becoming the proselytizers to get others to do the same. We've got to wake people up. That burden is on us. No one's coming to fix this for us. It's on us. And what's at stake is our nation and humanity as a whole. Together, we will get through this. Together, we will find our way through this. Together, we will win. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up for the strength of God's love and connection between us because we need eyes to see on a broad scale right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.